One night at dinner, my husband showed me the rings closed on his fitness app, and he shared with me that he looks at the rings and he feels he feels good about it. You know, I, I did enough. In fact, these were his words, you know, I did enough to meet my fitness goals. And when I ask him, okay, cool, how much activity do you need to do? You know, how far do you need to go or how long or how many calories or whatever for the rings to close? He responded, I don't know. I just figure if it tells me I'm doing enough that I'm doing enough. Oh, we're going to talk about that in this episode because it's not just something that my husband shared with me. This is also from clients. This is also from a recent episode that I did as a guest on Data for All that we talked about fitness apps and the pros and the cons of them. And in this episode, I'm sharing the eight great things and not so great things about fitness apps and what to do to get the most out of it. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here to have this discussion about fitness apps, what apps get wrong and what they get right. And I mentioned the podcast interview that I did on Data for All, and I'll link that interview in the show notes so you can dive into all of the dating, data collecting stuff around wellness that we talked about, you know, including food tracking and sleep tracking and some other things. But after that interview, I started thinking about what works and doesn't work for my clients with fitness apps. And I know that this is a well How do I say this? I know that this is a long-awaited episode for some of my listeners because you have talked to me about fitness apps and what you like about them and how they work for you. But then also people have talked to me about things that they don't like about fitness apps. So here's the deal. I want your apps to work for you and not against you. And apps are a possible tool that that I use for my clients. And I say possible because for some people they really work and for some they don't necessarily. And the goal, here's the deal too, the goal is to make real progress, not just feel like you're making progress, not just make progress on a piece of paper or in an app, but to actually make progress in real life. So number one, just going to get straight into the eight. Number one is an app can get you out of touch with your body cues. If if your body is tired or if you need to do more or do less, the app is more is telling you what you need to do more than listening to your body. And if you're out of touch with your body and more in touch with this external cue, sometimes you can end up undertraining or overtraining. Um, And also one of the ways this comes up is I have had people say, you know, I felt great until my sleep tracker told me I didn't sleep well. And now suddenly, oh, okay, I guess I am tired today. Or I feel like I need to walk more, but the app said I did enough, so I'm not going to do more. Or the app tells me I need to walk more, but I'm really exhausted because of XYZ. I need to go rest instead. 
make sure when you're using an app that your body comes first. It's body first, app second. The second, what it gets wrong or right, depending on how you view this, is there is a sense of validation based on the app versus a sense of validation for the message that you tell yourself. Now, the other side of this is it can give you, an app can give you a second perspective. So you may be thinking, oh, I did I didn't do very much today, but the app shows you that, oh, actually you did, or vice versa. You might be thinking, you know, wow, I was super busy today. I did a lot. And the app shows you that, mm, nope, you might want to rethink that. Number three is inaccuracy. Now, there's some inaccuracy, like in a heart rate tracker and fat burning zone pieces of equipment years ago, which showed us that that was not necessarily accurate in how things were being measured. It's also today, though, it's more in an accuracy of a lot of these apps, watches, phones and so forth, don't pick up some movement, especially if you're walking slower than what it wants to register. Uh, and that's something that isn't just about apps. Even an old school pedometer struggles with that. You know, if you're not swinging your arms or if you're cycling, sometimes those apps won't pick it up. In fact, if you do a quick search on the internet about the inaccuracies in fitness apps, you will see a lot of forums and a lot of articles on, you know, why my ring doesn't close when I do the amount that's needed and things like that. So it doesn't mean that we're not ta we're not talking about throwing the baby out with the bathwater because the you know these are inaccurate it's just recognizing what are the limitations where are the inac inaccuracies and either adjusting your movement for that which uh, i i personally have a little bit of a problem with that because we're exercising for you and for your goals not to meet some apps recommendations or requirements or movement but if if it's if you're enjoying gamifying it that way, if it's something that motivates you to keep you moving, then yeah, go ahead and adjust what you're doing, making sure that you're walking fast enough or swinging your arms enough or oh, okay, you know, you really wanted to cycle but it's not going to pick it up, so I'm going to run or walk instead. If that works for you, your body's moving, your body only cares that you're moving, it doesn't care how. But if you are choosing to do something like cycling or doing something where you're not using swinging your arms a lot, if you've got on some kind of a smartwatch, be aware it's not going to pick it up. Uh, it's not going to pick it up as much. And you've got to do a workaround, which there are workarounds. You can manually input what you're doing. OK, number four. This was classic years ago. I'm talking like 30 years ago. So even before smartphones, we have in our minds, in our in our minds, this is how we think. There was a Kathy cartoon that I still laugh when I think about it. There's this Kathy cartoon of these two little girls with Kathy and a friend. And the little girls were running around and playing and chasing each other and playing tag and all this stuff. And they were saying, you know, hey, you know, come come play with us. Come run with us. Chase us. And Kathy and her friend were saying, nope, I can't do that. I don't have on my running shoes. Uh, nope, I can't do that. And this at this time, pedometers were the thing everybody was wearing. It's like, no, I don't have on my pedometer. So I'm not going to, you know, it's, that's not going to, I'm not going to get to count it because I don't have my equipment with me. Or, you know, I don't have 
the right this. I don't have my water bottle with me. There were all these excuses they were making for why they couldn't be active like the little kids were. When you have an app, when you have a phone on you, a smartwatch on you, and that's encouraging you to exercise, that's great. Just make sure you don't fall into, and I've had people do this, It's and because it, it's, it's how we are wired, don't fall into the, oh, well, you know, I don't have it on me, so if I go take this 30-minute walk, it's not going to count it. No, just remember, your body comes first. Your body rules. The app is just there to support you. Number five, focus on, this is something that the app can do kind of negatively sometimes, is focusing what the app wants you to focus on instead of what you want to focus on. There's can be a false celebration and that can stem from not understanding why the app is encouraging what it's encouraging. It can stem from not knowing what what you want to focus on to begin with. So really the simple solution for this is first decide what you want. First decide what your goal is. Like if you are going to be somebody who's is a cycler and you enjoy cycling or you enjoy swimming or you enjoy something that is, you know, not just traditional, I'm going to get up and move around, then find an app that fits that. If you have an app that fits it kind of, sort of, then make sure that you fine tune that app to fit what your goal is. Make sure that you make the adjustments in there for it. Number six, the app can make you think you're doing more than you are. I alluded to this a minute ago. This is, again, the apps are just a tool. So this mentality, all these things have been around in other formats. So old paper tracking. This is when old school we would have with your workouts, you would have a sheet that you would go into the fitness center and you would pull out your workout log and you would log in what you've done for the day. So even then, we still had this. I had, I remember a client came into my office once and she was like, I don't understand it. My jackets are getting tighter, even though I've been working out for 30 minutes every day. So we talked through it because, you know, it could have been muscle gain. It could have been some other things. But what it ended up honestly being was that she used not to be a dessert eater. But now that she was working out 30 minutes a day, she felt like she deserved dessert every night. And that's why she was gaining weight. So now with the app tracking, it's the, and I had this conversation with a client really recently that, you know, I stood every hour and, you know, her app is one that it defaults to being if you've, if you've stood for one minute every hour, you know, so I've stood every hour, I've walked for 30 minutes and I've accumulated, you know, whatever the default steps were. So I feel like I'm active. Why is my fitness not improving? The positive side of this I alluded to earlier is when you feel like you've been active all day because you've been busy but you've really not been active, the watch, the the phone, the, the whatever the app is, it will show you that. I've worked with, especially this shows up often when people who are in sales or some type of job where they're traveling a lot, they're sitting in their car, they're going from place to place. So they feel active. They feel very engaged and busy, even though the vast majority of their day is sitting. An app is going to reveal that to them. Some apps, this is where it's a big question mark on this one, is that some apps do not encourage enough movement. This is straight from, I'm going to, I'm not picking on Apple. This is just easy to find on their website. So I'm going to quote from the Apple website. A stand notification recognizes when you haven't moved once 
per hour to record a stand, you need to stand and move around for a full minute, and that's it. So the good news is that that keeps us, if, if we're following that app, it keeps us from sitting for hour after hour after hour after hour with no movement. However, that, and it's a great place to start. So do not hear me saying that, you know, don't hear, don't hear what I'm not saying. Um, don't think of this as all or none where, okay, well, you know, I can only get up and move around for a minute. And Sherry's saying that that's not enough. So I'm just going to stay seated. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. If Get up and move for that minute. But know that when you have been sitting for 30 minutes, you have less blood flow to the brain. Fat metabolism drops by up to 90%. And a lot of the research is showing that at an hour, you need to move for at least two minutes to reset. But the big thing is with this, it's if you got up every hour and moved for that two minutes, and that was the only movement you got for the day, it would not be enough. Now, I know that one of the real popular ones, I've mentioned Apple, um, and that's that's the one actually that my husband uses. There are the three rings. So one is movement, one is getting up and, and you know standing, and then one is exercise where you're actually getting your heart rate up. These are great baselines. But like my client who was saying, I'm doing these things, but why isn't my fitness improving? Those are those baselines are related to, okay, taking somebody who is completely sedentary and let's get them first step, first level moving. When somebody is working on their fitness, which often when my clients come to me, they're not just I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old and I'm trying to prevent a heart heart disease it's like no i'm i'm wanting to work on my wellness overall and start getting more fit that is a great place to start but their fitness isn't necessarily improving at that level i i i hope this is making sense message me email me if this is not making sense i i do want you to hear me that if you're not doing anything start with the default it's it's a great place to start but if you're really trying to improve your fitness we need to make some fine-tuning depending on what your goals are. This was happened at a recent speaking engagement. I was speaking to some healthcare workers, and they sit primarily in their work. And a participant shared how proud they were that they closed their rings most days. Their, their app closes rings as well. And if they set their movement goals based on their outcome goals, great. So if they consciously said, Here, here's what my outcome goals are, I'm going to set all my, my, my movement goals to that then super that they're doing that. But if they're just going by default, by the default settings, it may or may not be enough for them. So bottom line with this one is work with a coach or a trainer to decide what you need to do for your goals and then set the app to that. Spent a long time on that one, but it was a really important one. Number seven is it promotes perfection. It provokes perfection. It starts having some of the all or none that, oh, I didn't do everything the app wanted me to do today, so I failed. If you have several days of that in a row, it can begin to feel as though, well, I didn't do all of it, so I guess I'm not going to try to do any of it. Versus, wow, I was able to get 80, you know, I had a super busy week and I still met 80% of my goal. That is a win. 
if you have had, in fact, I had a client earlier today, we were talking about how she had kids events going on, some big parties, some big events, things in her family. They're getting ready for two big things of travel. One is a mission trip. One is some family stuff. So it's just, there's a lot going on. And for some of those weeks, whether it's food or exercise or whatever, even reaching 80% on those weeks or 70% on those weeks is a big win. And an app is only tracking what it measures. It doesn't look at your life overall. And if you are someone who tends toward the all or none thinking, just be aware of that and pat yourself on the back. Even if you have made the effort, you've made progress, even on the weeks that that life is going crazy. Number eight, levels and points. This is fun. This is There are so many apps out there, and I'm just going to run through a couple of them that have a lot of fun built into them. One is Fit Play. You can earn coins, and from earning those virtual coins, you're actually getting real-world gift cards. Uh, it's it's actual usage, and I like this too because it's it's based on your actual movement, not on how often you use the app. Because you want to make sure that you're being rewarded, not for being on the app. You want to make sure you're being rewarded for what you're doing physically with your body. And the other thing I like with Fit Play is they do have demo of proper forms for workout movements. The Treeceps is another one that's interesting. It does reward time spent on the app, which is a negative in my opinion, but also it does reward you for workouts that you've completed and your step goals. This one's really fun. If you like superheroes is Nerd Fitness Journey. The concept there is around superheroes. It has explainer videos and many, uh, many, actually many apps do have workout demos built in and storytelling. If you are somebody who likes stories and you like to jump into stories with this, I love Zombies Run. And you can walk too with this. You don't have to to run with it. And then Superhero Workout, Battlesuit Runner Fitness is like zombies, but you are battling against aliens. So there's all kinds of stuff you can use, all kinds of apps you can use that will gamify your workouts, track your workouts, gamify them. I am all for them. Just make sure that you're using them in a way that helps you, helps move your progress forward and is not being a distraction long term because I am here to create success for you. And apps are a possible tool that I use to do that. If you're serious about making progress and not just playing with an app because it makes you feel like you're making progress, even if you aren't making progress, then do message me or email me, sherry at com, and we can talk about your goals. We can talk about if you're using the right app for what your goals are or using the app in the right way for what your goals are, because I want you to succeed with this. Talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.